Welcome to Onco Farm. I'm your host, John Bazaar. I am a professor of pharmacy practice here at the supporting sponsor of Onco Farm, ETSU's Bill Gadden College of Pharmacy. It's great to be back uh, in the office after two weeks of vacation. Um, not a lot has happened. Um, in, uh, it took me about a full day to catch up on email and email table of contents and things like that, and I don't see uh, a whole lot. There was a, an interesting uh, morbidity and mortality article, uh, or M&M, uh, published in uh, JCO Oncology Practice that is, uh, that'll probably tweet out. That's worth, it's worth looking at no matter how you work in oncology. Uh, so I'm going to do a Landmarks of Oncopharm episode. We go back and look at one of the landmark studies that, uh, in this case, is still relevant to practice uh, today. Uh, so the Journal of Clinical Oncology, or JCO, has been putting these out. Uh, every week they're highlighting like, the, the most 40 cited studies uh, of the journal's history. Um, and they talked about the sequencing of chemotherapy treatment in metastatic colorectal cancer, which is uh, the idea of sequencing. We've talked a lot about um, uh, this, this season. So we're going to talk about Fulfiri followed by Fulfox, or Fulfox followed by Fulfiri, which we know is, is acceptable to do either one in either order um, as chemotherapy backbone. So this is the, um, this is the, uh, the study that uh, established that. And we, uh, I'm highlighting these because one, it, it's still pertinent today. There's some interesting stuff in here with regards to chemotherapy dosing that I was a little bit unaware of um, as well. And um, you know, we need good studies like this. So this is a French study from the group that's done all the full Fox studies. Uh, this was published in uh, January 15th of 2004 so almost 20 years ago, at the time, guess how many tyrosine kinase inhibitors were on the U.S. market in 2004? Take a minute, guess. Sorry, take like three seconds, guess. One, only imatinib, which had been proved three years earlier. Um, serafinib was a year away, sunitinib dasatinib two years away in 06. Uh, all right, so only one tyrosine kinase inhibitor. Like 19 years doesn't seem that long ago, but gosh, we get 19 TKIs in like two years now. Uh, the number one song in the United States this time, this week, was Hey Ya by Outkast. The number two song, The Way You Move, also by Outkast, but that was the, the Love Box, or the Speaker Box Love Below album. That's like one was a single of Andre, one was a single of um, a Big Boy. Listen to some Outkast on, uh, on vacation. Number three, Milkshake by Kellis. Number four, You Don't Know My Name by Alicia Keys. By the way, Keys, great last name if you're a keyboardist or pianist. Uh, the number, uh, I couldn't find the number one TV shows for the week, but for the year, uh, CSI was at like the peak of its powers, just killing it. Uh, Arrested Development, one of my favorite TV episodes of all time, was in the middle of an epic season one run. R season one run. Curb Your Enthusiasm, season four was going on. That's the producer's episode, Love Curb Your Enthusiasm. Uh, the top movie at the box office in the U.S. this week was Lord of the Rings, uh, Return of the King. Uh, number two is Big Fish. Fun movie. Number three, Cold Mountain. I've heard the book is better than the movie, but best of all, I think, is The Beer by Highland Brewing Company in nearby Asheville, North Carolina. Not an ad, but hey, hit me up. Okay, so let's talk about this study. So this is a French study of about 110 patients in each arm, and they're randomized either. They're metastatic colorectal cancer patients, okay? Uh, they could have had adjuvant treatment, but it had to have been at least six years or six months before uh, enrollment or before they started treatment. Okay, so full Fox followed by full Fury or full Fury followed by full Fox. Now there are all these different full Foxes, right? This is full Fox six or modified full Fox six. 
right, where you get the, in this case, they do either 200 milligrams per square of levoleucovorin or 400 of the racemic leucovorin. Racemic means you got the L and the D enantiomers, the left and the right is how I think of it. Um, so either 200 of levoleucovorin or 400 of regular leucovorin. Um, in Fulfuria, 180 of Irenitecan, milligrams per meter squared, what I'm used to. And then a bolus of 400 meters squared of 5 few, And then 240, 2,400 milligrams per meter squared of 5 few is infusion over 46 hours, standard. However, and I've, I've heard of this, I've not seen in practice, if there is no grade 1 toxicity um, in the first, uh, uh, or greater than grade 1, so if there's no grade 2 or higher toxicity, in the first two cycles, then the 5-FU infusion dose was increased to 3,000 milligrams per year squared. Not something I've seen in practice. That was in both the full fury and the full fox arm, where you have an up titration, an increase in the dose, a dose adjustment of full fox. Really says that there is a dose adjusted full fox, a dose adjusted full fury regimen out there that I don't think is common practice here in the States. Maybe it is in France, at least based on, on these researchers. Um, the Folfox dose, traditional every two-week Folfox, I think of the oxaloplatin dose of 85 milligrams per meter squared. Here they are doing 100 milligrams per meter squared. Okay, so uh, some some increased doses of the 5-FU infusion, um, if tolerated, and then a higher dose of oxaloplatin. Uh, for um, for new uh, clinicians, if you're trying to figure out some guidance on how to dose reduce patients who have toxicity to chemotherapy. This article, which will be in the show notes, is an excellent example. Uh, in the methods, they have an entire paragraph of what to do with each drug based on ANC, based on platelets, based on grading of diarrhea, grading of uh, paresthesia, uh, neurotoxicity for uh, and diarrhea for, for the agents. Uh, and this is the really the best way to, to do this, uh, in my opinion. All right, there's not a whole lot to point out here in the patient uh, characteristics, although for a randomized study, there are, you know, some, some imbalances that are a little odd. The median age is 61 in the full fury, full fury first arm, 65 in the full fox six first arm. You would expect that to be almost identical uh, with more than 100 people randomized, but, but other than that, there are no big, you know, red flags or anything like that. About 20% of people had received prior adjuvant chemotherapy. It's unknown if that was just 5-FU leucovorin or if they'd also received oxaliplatin, but that is a little bit, you know, 20, it's 17% and 21% in each arm. I doubt that's going to be confounding any of our uh, results. So uh, they give you the progression-free survival for first-line therapy, second-line therapy, but what I want to focus on is second progression-free survival. So second progression-free survival, um, the median time to PFS2 was 14 months if you got full fury first. It was 11 months if you got full fox first. That was not statistically significant, but numerically favored full fury before full fox. Overall survival, median OS, 21.5, 20.6. We can round both of those to 21, right in the middle. P-value, 0.99. No difference in overall survival whether you did full fox first and then full fury or full fury first followed by full fox. Um, they're, uh, so they're, from an overall survival standpoint, it doesn't necessarily matter which one you use first. No big differences in you know complete response rate, response rate, anything like that. The author's big takeaway from this is that the median overall survival was more than 20 months in either approach, which, which uh, had, they state had not been reached uh, in a patient with metastatic colorectal cancer. So these folks with metastatic colon cancer, you know, it, it's it's reasonable to have two years uh, of survival these folks, especially now when you add on 
biologics and lawn surf and regraptum and things like that, which have which have some value as well. Uh, and then if you tease out those folks who have microsatellite instability and get uh, immune checkpoint inhibitors, uh, we are doing better here. From a side effect standpoint, some interesting things to point out from a side effect differences. I'm just going to look at the differences in first-line chemo. Because when you're looking at second-line chemo, the bone marrow can be a little beaten up. So we're just going to focus on first-line chemo here. Um, so more neutropenia with Folfox than Fulfiri, which I would not think. But again, they're getting a higher dose of oxaliplatin than we typically give here. Uh, in the states at 100 milligrams per square instead of 85. You know, 13% uh, grade 4 neutropenia with Folfox 6 versus 9%, 31% grade 3 versus 15%, so more neutropenia with Folfox, as well as more thrombocytopenia and anemia, although not as exaggerated. However, despite there being more neutropenia with Folfox 6, there was more febrile neutropenia with Fulfury, 7 cases versus 1. Now, this probably has to do with Agrantecan's effect on the GI tract. And if you look at mucositis, there was, you know, 10 patients with uh, grade 3 uh, mucositis with fulfuric compared to just one. If you're disrupting that, that mucosal barrier in the GI tract, mouth all the way to anus, you are introducing, well, you're, you're impairing one of the body's innate immune system defenses, uh, and, you know, your gut bacteria can translocate uh, and cause infection pretty easily. That's probably, that's my hypothesis there. As you would expect, much more neurotoxicity with Folfox. Uh, no differences in diarrhea. Interestingly enough, when you have Fulfury with two drugs that cause diarrhea, in Irontican and 5-FU, and Folfox, just the 5-FU. Um, so no big differences in diarrhea there. Uh, they do, um, this isn't done as much anymore, and this, at the time here in, in the mid-2000s and in the 2010s is when this kind of faded from all these publications, is they would always report dose intensity. So if you got uh, every 100 milligrams per meter squared of, of oxyplatin for every single cycle, that would be 100% dose intensity, for example, okay? So the, the reporting that here, I will point out that 22% of the pages on full fury went on to receive the higher dose at one point, and 34% uh, with, uh, uh, with Folfox actually had an increase. Uh, and maybe that higher, you know, a higher infusion on 5U, I wouldn't think would lead to more uh, uh, myelosuppression necessarily. Um, another interesting thing here, and I haven't seen this report a whole lot in studies, but they looked at increase in weight on either regimen, as well as um, uh, maintainment of performance status, okay? So uh, a weight increase of at least 5% occurred in 35% with full fury versus just 23% with, with full fox, which they give a p-value of 0.05. So folks on full fox, you know, did not gain weight as frequently as those on full fury did. Now you could have looked at average weight before and after, and it might be very different because there might have been a whole lot of people on full fury who say, you know, lost more than 5%. This is just looking at responders, not those who maybe progress to use an analogy from uh, resist to weight loss. So uh, if that's real, it would have been nice to see, you know, a mean weight before and after. And if those are concordant with this, then I would believe it. Uh, but maybe some evidence here with the weight, uh, with a little bit less um, uh, myelosuppression, that maybe full fury is the more advantageous all the way around than full fox for your first line uh, backbone regimen. But certainly, uh, this establishes either one uh, is acceptable. Uh, nicely done study, uh, nicely written. I'll have the link to it. Uh, and I think it's always important to go back uh, and look at these. Uh, you know, you just learn quite a bit, I think, by going back and studying the past, um, notwithstanding 
comments on, on Outcast and Lord of the Rings Return of the King, which I'm pretty sure won the Academy Award that year for Best uh, Picture. Uh, last thing I'll say about this study, 15% of the people in this trial, they were all metastatic, went on to um, receive curative surgery. Okay, um, So keep that in mind. One of the, the things that I tell learners is usually if you're trying to figure out goals of treatment, if the disease is metastatic, your goal is palliative. Uh, if it's not, hopefully the goal is cure. There are some exceptions, one being testicular cancer and certain cases with with colon cancer or metastatic colon cancer where, where surgery can be cured if they have oligo or a low number of metastatic sites. So that is uh, this uh, this fringe study, Fulfury followed by Fulfox 6 or the reverse. Uh, hopefully we'll have something new to talk about uh, next week. It's been a while since FDA has approved a drug or an indication uh, and I think my guess is there'll be something coming soon, uh, and we'll get some, some new data to talk about. Uh, because we know it's waiting. We know it's coming. So might as, well, might as well talk about it as it comes out. Thank you so much for listening. You can follow me on Twitter at FarmDeetNib, and you can follow the podcast on both Twitter and Instagram, and add this threads thing at OncoFarmPod. And until I talk to you again, remember, doses matter.